know if you know this, but Rob Zombie does a Halloween maze every year in Los Angeles, or has for the last couple of years. Oh, no, I didn't know that. And I spend my life very afraid of what Rob Zombie thinks a haunted maze is. Mm-hmm. Because there's, as far as I can tell, there's two Rob Zombies. There's the there's the, the, the duplicity of Rob Zombie. There's Rob Zombie, the musician, and then there's director Rob Zombie. Okay. Who I'm genuinely convinced might actually be stifling his serial killer urges by making films. I mean, it makes sense considering some of his films have been some of the, at least for mainstream stuff, some pretty gory, crazy ass shit. I mean, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like so much so, I spend every fucking October in LA very concerned about what Rob Zombie is up to. Like, he's gonna fucking pop out of some bushes, but it's me, Rob Zombie, murdering time. <laughs> moving to moving to where I have moved to has not helped this fear because if Rob Zombie was going to murder anyone in Los Angeles, it would totally be in where I live now. Makes a lot of sense. He's gotten popular enough that he could probably get away with it just fine. Yeah, I like I, part I, of me. Like the worst part is part of me is convinced. Like people, are like oh, I got killed by Rob Zombie. That was pretty cool, right? Well, in this era of like modern like fan or celebrity obsession, I think it would be a thing. I was murdered by Rob Zombie. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, I totally see it. Like. For years now, he's building up this personality and showing off who he is. Yeah. So that oh, he's always been disarm- out there, like, I'm going to kill everyone. Yeah. And they're just disarming people, like, oh, that's just Rob Zombie. Ha ha ha. He's the guy who made the movies. It's and that the Dracula dude. Yeah, the Dracula man. And then, like, he's all- it's all been leading up to this point, and he's going to literally just murder people in the mazes because there are trapdoors everywhere. Oh, yeah, no. going to go missing. Oh no, I assume the maze is just like a generic corn maze that they release Rob Zombie out into with a knife and they go like, don't worry, the horror will find you. Yeah. And then like I said, it slowly just start killing people. And people yeah. be like, oh, that's weird. I guess they went back home. Man, this set dressing is so realistic. Yeah. Huh. That's weird. They told me that uh, he said he'd be back and then he, he never came back. He this- must be still in the maze. This mannequin looks just like Becky. It is Becky. It is a podcast told and retold across the boundless histories of time. An ongoing battle of good versus evil. And holy shit, soul caliber lore is bad and in my brain and I can't get that narrator out. He's super into how blood is the sacrifice to the gods or some shit. I don't know. Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast. I'm Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, joined by... Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online, and I'm so sorry. Souls intertwined, retold bullshit is in my brain. I don't know. I thought that was kind of an impressive intro. <gasps> You've not no, played Soul Calibur Six. The, the, I, I, love, I love the narrator. The narrator is so goddamn bad, but so <laughs> goddamn good. He's, like, really into how terrible the writing for that game kind of is. I can tell you what though, that narrator in that in that game loves his fucking job. He does. It's a new narrator too, which threw me. I'm like, wait, it's not the deep voiced guy, it's someone new. Yeah. But again, the narrator is always in a way always kind of delivers. Yeah. So you know it's a Soul Calibur game. Soul Calibur game. It's hard to miss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But alas, uh, this is not Soul Calibur six. This is in fact 
the Wicked Awesome Cat. It is. And what are we at? 125. 125. Ah, very nice. We've made it this far. Um, We're almost we've a Pokemon survived. game. Yeah, we've survived longer than some game studios um, or some games that have been out there. Some MMOs, for example. It's been going well. Did they shut down Wildstar this week or something? Uh, I think Wildstar finally did shut down. I'm uh, not sure. Actually, no, no, no. I think they're running into November. Actually, let me double check. Cause, uh, what do they shut down? Oh, no, it shuts down in November. We still got another month. Uh, so, we'll probably talk about that. Then. What MMO I'm, have we lived longer than? Uh, there was some weird, like, racing MMO a long time ago. I can't remember what it's called. Okay. But, yeah. There's there's some games we've definitely outlived. Oh, um, the Battle Royale made by the guy who uh, made fun of Xbox players. can't remember that dude's name. Oh, Cliffy P, yeah. No, you're there right, you you're right. Yeah. Hell, we outlived uh, fucking um, Lawbreakers, too. Yeah. And we have a bigger subscri- active subscriber count. <laughs> oh, no. Wah, wah. I ever meet Cliffy B, I'm going to tell him that. Back when we were talking about Lawbreakers, more people were listening to our podcast than playing your goddamn game. I feel really bad for Lawbreakers. Don't! It was a bad game! It actually wasn't a bad game. It it actually was a pretty decent game. It was a bad game with cool concepts. (sighs) I don't know. Did you see the character design? Yes, I actually thought it was a solid game. The only problem with it was it got released when there was already an infestation of those type of games See, I actively don't, out. I don't think that would have mattered. Like That game was so kind of meh. I, I think you could have released that like at any point in time, really. And like So long as it wasn't like, OMG, it's 2000, these graphics, I don't think it would ever have done well. I don't know. I... I... I feel like that game did honestly have a good chance. It just was horrible timing for a release. Maybe. Like, like it was the summer. Tons of other players have already gotten pretty much picked up by Overwatch. And, and Battleborn was out there. And yeah. And that's the thing. Like, for people who are, like, yeah, Bodyborn was already out there. And they're trying to release themselves in the Why even release a game. a game when Battleborn is out there? There's no way you can compete with Battleborn. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just feel like it, it just, the release time was just terrible. I feel bad for him, but. Yeah. Do you actually? I kind of do. I thought it was a legit, pretty fun game. Like, I, I played it for a little bit, and I actually enjoyed playing it. Yeah. It was just the lack of, like, people kind of made it. But fair, I should be nicer. I, have, I hold no ill will against Cliffy B. He's made many video no. games I love. I just thought that game was bad. Like, I remember playing the beta for it and going. Huh. We'll see. Yeah. Even the, uh, what do you call it? Even his Battle Royale game that came out not too long ago. Was, was better also... than that game. No, that one was also legit. Too. That game it was just... cool, yeah. Yeah, their Battle Royale game was fucking great. It had style. Again, the release time, they entered into a saturated market. I think that was more we have no money. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, that could be another thing. That that was more of that dude. Like yeah. that game was picking up steam. Ah, uh, because it was on Steam. I see what you did there. I hate you. 
But yeah, no, I do genuinely feel bad for Cliffy B. He he had some pretty solid gems, and unfortunately, they just didn't didn't stick the landing. Maybe we'll finally get that battle royale game. But unfortunately, now with Call of Duty's battle royale out, I, I'm afraid of seeing any other games trying to do the battle royale genre. Or just, every game's gonna do. Yeah, and just have it fall flat on their face. So if you release something, it can't be just a battle royale anymore. It's gotta be a whole thing. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we went off on a whole thing on that one. That was interesting. But yes, um, what do you want to do? You want to talk about weeks? Yeah. Know we're I, I, alive and we do things during the week? I have definitely had a week. Oh. I have on. definitely been doing things. I have definitely been playing things that influenced the opening of this podcast. Oh. Yes. Tell me more. So I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2's Festival of the Lost. Um, mm-hmm. It's the Halloween event for Destiny 2. It's really... Everything since Forsaken's been really good. Like, the, the Festival of the Lost has been cool. They had a whole new mode called the Haunted Forest that, kind of like Gambit, has this weird feeling of, this should have always been in Destiny 2. The fact you fucking launched up... Like, it is so good if it had been in um, Curse of Osiris... That may have gone down as one of the best expansions for Destiny of all the like of Destiny One and Destiny Two because that's how cool the Haunted Forest is, which mm. is basically it's a it, it's like an endless runner mode kind of for Destiny where it's using the Infinite Forest tile set. It makes zones. It's like Diablo. It's randomly made like this dungeon to go through, and it's it's literally about like how many runs can you get through in fifteen minutes. Okay. And you get loot based on that, and it's cool. It's it's not kind of a Halloween vibe, so it's dark, and there's invincible enemies you have to get a round of. Like it, it's essentially a haunted maze in video games with guns, and it's really cool as a result. And Festival Loss has been fun. I but jokes aside, I I've been playing Soul Calibur Six. Oh, Soul Calibur Six. Is that that small indie game that just came out recently? Kind of, actually, yeah. So I, <laughs> uh, Soul Calibur Six barely happened, is my understanding. Like, I, there's been a bunch of stuff kind of talked about how Tekken Seven doing really well was like, okay, maybe we'll do a Soul Calibur Six. Like, I guess making this happen was really hard, and. That shows not in a bad way because Soul Calibur Six is really good. It's just also got way, way, way too much stuff in it. Mm-hmm. There are literally two campaigns. Really? Yeah, and that's and like it, it's got all of the normal kind of video fighting video game stuff online, arcade bat training, and then there are two campaigns. One of those campaigns is essentially the timeline of all of the fucking bullshit Soul Calibur lore that then has, like, this giant, like, break-off tree thing. (laughs) Excuse me. That you can then use to, like, contextualize what your favorite character was up to at certain points in the lore. It is so unnecessary and reminds you just how terrible Soul Calibur lore is because you get to see it all from start to finish and you're like, man, this is some hot garbage. I wish I could forget now. And that's one of the campaigns. The other campaign is called Libra of Soul and it's like this 
story through the world of Soul Calibur, where you're playing as one of your custom characters, which means, like, you can be almost fucking anything. It is possible to play, like, this noble knight story through the world of, like, 1500s Europe as a fucking skeleton or a lizard monster or a just straight up demon or like a shapeshifter thing. It is so dumb and again, so completely unnecessary, but so good. And then on top of that, you have this ridiculous character creation system where like you can make everything again from like a human to a fucking skeleton, and that doesn't seem to affect the game that much, and the options through it are ridiculous, and as a result, I have beaten down online so many big dick lizard men dressed as uh, using the Valdo soul thing that it's ridiculous. Yeah, I've seen a lot of weird creations with the Valdo thing. Uh, my favorite one in particular is this weird, like, silver man with a giant fleshy penis. Yeah, that's... That's not even the weirdest one I've seen in some ways. Like, I, I, the weirdest one for me was, like, some big fat dude in, like, full outfit doing the Valdo moveset. And I'm like, that is far more disturbing than, like, giant dick lizard man. Yeah. I've also seen Shrek as a model. That yeah. one was kind of great. And actually, there's one that I want to show you that I thought was super fucking creative. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. It's a Peter Parker, obviously, but there's another, his opponent actually was really intriguing. And I want you to see it before I say it on the podcast because it's fucking glorious. Okay. Let's see here. It's probably my favorite one of all time. Should be linked there. I don't know if you saw it. I, okay. It's Spider-Man versus Magikarp. Yeah. Somebody took the Volvo skin oh, and designed yeah. it so that, that's Fucking genius! It is a impressive character creator. That's the weirdest part. Like it's the, uh, it th there is one flaw with it, and one thing I want to call attention to. Uh, this is a very Japanese fighting game character creator, so there is a. It's not called the boob slider, but it might as well be called the fucking boob slider. And I've reached a point where I'm no longer against the boob slider. I'm just pissed. There's no Wang slider now. Well. There's a lot of fun editing you can do to yes, create a giant wang. that's way harder. People have discovered how to make a giant fleshy wang I, of characters. Yeah, I, it's... People are terrible. Like, it's also this one of these weird things where the people making those aren't often good at the game. Mm -hmm. So, like, you see them and you go, Ah, oh, man, it's gonna be a long, boring fight now. I'm gonna beat their ass. And you do, and you're like, I don't feel good for winning this fight. Like, this is obviously some dude just being like, yo, look at my weird ass character. It's it's just the 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 power of creativity. Like they win the match on creativity alone. It is That's impressive, yeah. It, it is. is Yeah. I I I am fucking amazed on how good some of these guys are. Like in terms of the, the character creators. Uh it's it, it's a hell of a character creator too. Like the level of detail available is unprecedented. Especially yeah. in a fighting game. And like it's not just custom characters. You can take existing characters and edit them to hell too. Like you, you like I think like the guys at Giant Bomb made Hot Pants um nightmare at one point. I for one have um bro ass Mitsurugi. Bro Mitsurugi? Yeah. 
yeah, no, I I have to give so much credit. Uh, it's like... it's a very impressive package for a for a single player first not for a single player for for a fighting game. There's a lot there. Maybe too much. Like the the fact there's two campaigns to go through and neither of them are well written. Like one is the story of Soul Calibur, which means I in theory care a little bit more about it, except I don't because the actual story behind Soul Calibur is like full of redcons and just it's really bad. Like it Soul Calibur should forever be the game where it's like, yo, there's this evil ass sword and and it makes you wicked powerful. And the story is some people want to be wicked powerful and some people want to destroy the evil ass sword. That's all the story Soul Calibur needs, except there's like a pirate that possesses the sword at one point, and as a result, the sword splits in two. So when one half the sword gets destroyed, the other half grows up and becomes the Soul Edge we all know and love from Nightmare, and Geralt's there for reasons. Like, they fucking write him into the canon, kind of. Yeah, no, they do. Like, I have to give them credit for releasing so much potential stuff uh, it's, to do with the game. It's though. impressive, like, yeah. I Like, uh, there are some things I don't like. There's this new kind of... I'm going to call it a combo breaker system because that's what it kind of feels like. Like, it's very much a you get some armor and you can disrupt someone's combo chain if they're whipping on you. And you then enter kind of a rocks, paper, scissors, shoot standoff mode, which is cool. Except that for a bunch of my favorite characters, a bizarre number of my favorite moves now mm. combo into it or the combos I'm used to from previous Soul Calibur games. Like, either have been replaced by that or combo into it, and I don't particularly like that mechanic. It's neat that it's there. It's also just way too fucking easy to trigger. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, the supers are cool. It's... Everyone I love is there. I I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's weird. Like, it's... It feels very much like Soul Calibur 2, Soul Calibur 3... Except there's this new mechanic there, and there are supers, and the supers are neat. But also, like, it's been two Soul Calibur games since I really played a Soul Calibur game heavily. Like, maybe two and a half, because I more played the, like, weird story mode for three than anything else. And the games have changed a lot. Like, Mitsurugi can't stance hop quite as easily, and I swear they changed some of the kind of button layouts to probably get into some of his moves. Mm. I... Taki feels way weirder. Like it's it's hard to go into her like demon hunter stance thing. I the, the fact that Nightmare and Siegfried exist, and I can never remember which one I like to play as. It's Siegfried, by the way. It's a like like the fact I made a version of Siegfried in the character that looks like Nightmare because I'd rather play as Nightmare, but I like Siegfried's move set. Irks me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and at the same time, though, too, like, the weirdest thing is, remember Necrid from Soul Calibur 2? Uh, sounds familiar, The yes. character that was hard banned from every tournament for Soul Calibur 2? Really? Nec- oh, hold on, what was, what was special about Necrid? He had the laser moves, like, he, he summoned, like, laser swords and shit. Okay. And the result of that was that, like, his, like, his moveset was huge, and that his, like, he was a very variable character, and there's to- like Necrid is totally in this game 
as a guy named Aswell, and it's not as powerful as Necrid, but I was playing against him. He's fun to play as because he's got a lot of weird shit going on. He's 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 a cool ass character. Okay. But I'm playing at him going, oh, this is gonna be hard banned from every tournament ever. Like this guy is bullshit in the best way. Huh. Well, I'm wondering, uh, I, I have to look this character up because it sounds vaguely familiar, Necrid, but yeah. I, if you were involved in competitive Soul Calibur, you understood Necrid and like Necrid had a bunch of other characters' moves or other characters' ranges at like 2x the speed, which is why he got banned. Like, it's like, no, no, he's a bunch of other characters rolled up into one and not like that random, like, oh, I'm every character man. This was, no, no, he literally has a bunch of other characters' moves. He has Ivy's whip, he has Astaroth's axe, and it wasn't like he had a set damage. Like, his axe moves did Astaroth damage, his whip moves did Ivy damage, and then like his other moves did like those character damage levels or more to the point where it's like, okay, this is a little problematic. Yeah, well, especially if he has better speed. Yeah. That would be a big one. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I know, I just, yeah, I just, it doesn't ring a bell off the top of my head in terms of what the character looks like, but I know, like... He was only in Soul Calibur I, I remember, 2. I remember the name. I remember the name for sure. Yeah. He was only in 2. He was designed by um the guy who did Spawn. Like, that was part of the deal of how, like, Remember, the two was one that like it's Xbox had Spawn, PS2 had Heihachi, and GameCube had Link. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I probably played them on the the uh, the one for uh, Heihachi because that's who I, I had, that's the one I had bought a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. He he um he was the big orange or green dude that had like the laser ball for a weapon. Okay. All right. Let me let me. Yeah, it's. I'm liking Soul Calibur 6. The online seems fine. Uh, it's character creators uh, legit as hell. I, It's good. I don't know how much more I'm going to play of it, though, because like, I have not kept up with Soul Calibur, and I have very fond memories of Soul Calibur 2 and 3, and this mm-hmm. is not either of those games. Like, I, Initially, I was like, oh, people are complaining about this like counter system. I, I'm kind of in the same boat where I'm like, I... I the counter system's fine. The fact it's really easy to trigger by accident, it seems, I don't like. Especially on some of my favorite characters. And then, like, on other characters, it's unbel- It's like, oh yeah, it's super easy to not trigger this. Why is this so all over the place, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now I see what Necker looks like, and yes, I remember him now. Yeah. Oh, and the biggest travesty of this game is that when you're in that loading into a battle mode, you can't scream at the other player now. You can't press <laughs> a player to make your character yell something at the other player. Oh, that's right. I remember it's that. It's gone. I keep mashing my controller every time I'm in that screen. I'm like, this is this is a travesty. Boo, this game sucks. If I'm, not, yeah, if I'm not Cervantes at a loading screen being like, you will die now, what's the point of even playing Stark uh, Soul Calibur? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, 100% agree with you. This is a shame. Yeah. Sorry, so Calibur, you let us down. Maybe next time. Yeah, I, it's it's solid. I, I like it a lot. It's I don't know if I think it's better than 2 or 3, but it's also been like multiple console iterations since like 3 came out on the PS2, if I remember correctly. That's a long-ass time ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the 4 and 5 were real bad, and they seem to learn their lessons, and like this is good Soul Calibur again. Like, there's not a character in the roster I think is dumb. 
like even like there's a new guy called Grow who I think's been in G R O H, not G R W, just to avoid that obvious dumb mm-hmm. joke. Who's got like my favorite weapon in history, which is the like double sided sword thing. You can split into two swords and some of his combos do stuff with that. It's every character is neat. And no one's a bullshit clone character for another one where it's no longer like, oh, it's Taki's apprentice. It's like, no, fucking Taki's here, red jumpsuit and all. Not some like Taki knockoff. Not fucking uh what's her name? Cassandra's bullshit sister. Mm-hmm. Is it Sophie? I got I got fucking confused. Uh there is a little more bullshit and remember the whole Tira controversy? I initially was like, ah, fuck it, who cares? Tira is in Soul Calibur 6 because she keeps popping up in arcade mode against me. So, like, I don't have her. I thought I got her as part of pre-ordering the game ultimately, but apparently not. But she's literally in the game. It's just an unlocked player, and that's some bullshit. Huh. So it's just one of those weird situations where it's like they're in the game, but you just can't this play This is some them. Mass Effect 3 on-disc DLC, and like, Beyond that, where that just wasn't in the game if you didn't unlock it, you can fight against Tira in Soul Calibur 6. She is 100% there. I have not gone into arcade mode to test out a character and not fought her. Mm-hmm. You know what that reminds me of is um, Mortal Kombat X. Like, this isn't... Yeah, it's... This one's a little scummy. And, like, you start it, it's like, hey, unlock Tira. And, like, this is the least annoying Tira's ever been, in my opinion, too. Like, they they toned her back to a more, like, less uncomfortable version of Tira. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm referencing? She's still got the weird Mortal kind Kombat of green X, stripper though, outfit, right? but... Hmm? You, you know what I'm referencing when I mentioned Mortal Kombat X on, on that one? Uh, no on this one? So, in Mortal Kombat X... As you play through the story, you could technically fight Baraka in the game. Like, he had his moveset and everything, but you could not unlock or use Baraka in the game. So they had this whole, like, model and character all etched out and created, but you just could not play as it. Um, yeah, you could. Not Baraka, no. Wasn't it DLC Not initially. Character? If it was DLC, that's one thing, but I don't think they ever released Baraka. Maybe it was Mortal two you could play as Baraka. Maybe it was um, second, or what was it, like nine X1 that you could play as Baraka in? I don't remember. I think it was... It was. Uh... Uh, this is more bullshit because they're just like, day one they're selling her. Like Oh, they were selling her, though. They, they are oh. selling her right now. Like it's like, it was the, like, it's the fucking buy this character for five bucks right now. And she's in the game, obviously. Like it's the, I guess the Baraka one. If you, if he was a pre-order bonus or, like, just wasn't available to play as at launch, it's whatever. It's Baraka. He has to be in Mortal Kombat. It's like say, saying you can't play as Baraka if you never unlocked is like saying you can't play as Shao Kahn. You're not supposed to. Yeah. No, you can't play as Baraka at all. It looks like. Yeah. That's so that's that's here. fine. My point is more. You can buy Tira right now. Or yeah. Okay, yeah, in that sense, that's a little... And you can fight Tira right now. Yeah. It almost reminds me also of the Marvel vs. Capcom 3 drama, where some character, the DLC characters were inside the CD. This is that. This is on this DLC. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to find that comparison there, but that's a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah, but beyond that, my dog got her cone off her head, so 
She's been taking up a lot of my time since that happened because she's been a happy, coneless dog. We can go for walks again. And after oh, two weeks of her feeling like, why does no one love me? She's all, everyone loves me again. No, no time for video games. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad she, uh, so she recovered well. Yeah, she's still kind of in that like post-cone period where we're kind of a little, we're not letting her hang out with lots of other dogs just because she's still technically healing, but we're, we're out of more of the woods than in the woods at this point. Okay. I, I've also had weird murderous winds at my house lately, so it's kind of, eh, let's make sure she's happy and not freaking the fuck out at all this shit. Hmm. Well, it is winter, so... Yeah, we have the Santa Anitas. I had never really experienced these the way I'm experiencing them now. Really? They happened in North Hollywood, where I used to live, and, like, they're so strong at my house, it sounds like it's raining when they're going. Okay. It's a little nuts. Yeah, I also had to play some Starfinder yesterday, so I'm back on that terrible, terrible life choice. Nice. <laughs> Rolling them dice in the alley. No, yeah. not, not in the alley in a GameStop with people. No money changes hands. We're not cool enough to do that. Yeah. What have you been up to? Um, uh, well, let's see. Um, well... I have uh, decided to try out another MMO. Oh, I'm still playing WoW because I'm I'm in I'm filing in the progression stuff. I got some good weapon drops this weekend weekend or this past week, so I'm in it now. So, uh, just to kind of fill the void, I picked up Final Fantasy fourteen. I think it was. I think that's the MMO. 14, Realm Reborn, or whatever Okay, it is. I, I played that one briefly during my kind of jaunting through MMOs. What do you think? Um, It's too early to tell right now, but I know I was looking over some of the classes. I was watching some of the raids they have in the game, yeah. and the raids look fucking impressive. Yeah. I really enjoy the way the raids look. So, um, and that's the thing. For me, I'm big into the raiding thing, so I kind of want to give it a shot. So I'm trying to decide what class. I'm in that point where I want to decide what class I want to play. And I know technically you can unlock all the classes on the same character. Um, over time, you just have to get the quest and all that stuff to get it going. But I kind of want to see what's my first character is going to be. Uh, right now, I'm leaning towards Dragoon. Dragoon. Uh, but yeah, I, Wait, I, I'll kind of see. You, you do know you can just change character class, right? I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But I'm trying to decide what my first class will be. So Because I need a good starting point with that. Yeah. I the one I saw was pick a good combat class to start with, and then mm -hmm. do a healer because some of the base. Uh, so you may have missed out on this. Some of the kind of base level abilities or some of the abilities carry from class to class or can be used so long as you're high enough in a class on another class. So you can like do a DPS tank character that can also heal himself slightly. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think to start. I am thinking about just going Dragoon, but I don't know if I should go with a melee or a range class right now. Uh, melee is what I know, so I might just go that route. But yeah, yeah, um, I, I'm I'm okay to give it a shot. Like I, I'm, I'm comfortable with trying out a few more uh, MMOs. Cool, kind of get the feel for it. But yeah, that's that's probably the big one right now. Is that I'm currently looking towards trying out another MMO for a while. Doing the weird well. thing I'm doing. Yeah, so I'll do that, and then I'll probably ch check out Guild Wars 2 again, and then maybe check out something else. Yeah, just a number of things. 
yeah. as far as the MMOs go. Give myself some options. Even like maybe Elder Scrolls, but I kind of like the way Final Fantasy. Like, I, it's like, cool. Like I, I wish I, I wish I liked that style at the end of the day. Like it's there is something inherently cool about Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, part two of Neighbor Drama. Oh, so you know, I turned off the Wi-Fi and did all that. So and what happened? So I, I was telling my girlfriend about this, and she looked at me. Was kind of like, "What the fuck's wrong with Alex?" No, actually, what the fuck's wrong with Alex? Pause. What happened when he turned off the Wi-Fi? Nothing. She said nothing. Ah, uh. so it was just a matter of turning it off, and that was the end of that. Um, or so I thought. As it turns out, um, since she can't basically force the property manager to turn off our, or to make us quiet down, because technically yeah. we're just living our life and doing our thing, uh, when our dogs start to kind of play and get a little amped up, she is knocking on the walls. <laughs> uh... Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, okay. We're going to do this game. That's fine. So my goal is to currently try to capture or record when she does that enough times and hand it over to the property manager, but also have a paper trail of what's going on because, yeah, if we're within noise hours, yeah, do that. So, Like, was the previous person that lived above her just like a 90-pound mouse person who never did anything? No, the people who lived up before us actually were crazy. Like, I don't want to assume they were, but they were crazy meth addicts, I think. And they used to make all sorts of weird noises and pace around and stomp in the middle of the night. They used to yell at people from the balcony. So I'm like, we've got to have... The bar is set so high, we've got to be okay. No. Yeah. The this person is... who lives under us genuinely has never lived in an apartment complex and doesn't know what the struggles of... Or they thought this was their time to insert their dominance. Alex, you know what you have to do, right? Uh, fart in their AC vent? No, start doing meth. Oh, okay. I I thought farting would be a little extreme, but you know what? I like th- I like that idea. You got to insert your dominance time. by doing meth, like out in the hallway. Be like, "Yo, it's meth o'clock." It's meth o'clock. But yeah, no. Um, this is this is the uh, what I'm dealing with right now. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know how the adventure goes. I got to let the property manager know what's going on when it comes to that. Yeah. But other than that, I mean. It's been pretty good. I'm just getting ready for the winter. It's nice and cozy here. I I got registered to vote on time, so I look forward to doing that. That's only because that's a, that's a personal thing. I've always been a big advocate of voting, even in all the little stuff. So yeah, happy about doing that too. But yeah, other than that, um, that's pretty much it for me. It's just not a lot of other gaming stuff. I am getting actually Mandy's birthdays this week, so. I have to get stuff ready for her for her birthday. I have to get Red Dead Redemption all set up for her. Red so Dead 2. Comes, yep. So when she comes home, it's just like, here you are, Red Dead 2. Spoilers. Yeah. Next week, I'll talk about Red Dead 2. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's preloading yeah. on my PS4 right now. Oh, is it already pre- th- preloading? Yeah. Uh, actually, you want to jump to news quickly? Sure. Let's jump to news. <clears throat> all right so right off the bat uh, if you're looking to pre-install red dead redemption 2 or download red dead De- redemption 2 or install red dead redemption 2 it's a fucking huge ass game yeah how big is it so the installation for disc installation for ps4 
is 99 gigs. For Xbox One, it's 107 gigs. That's actually the same for both. Once it's installed, though, you only need 50 gigs, though. Wait. 50 gigs on top of the 100 gigs you already installed? No, sorry. I I misread this. So the PS4 digital download is 99 gigs total, but an additional 50 during installation. So we'll round down or round off and call it 150 gigs. Have to be free at time of install. It winds up just being 99 gigs. Holy shit. It's fucking huge. Oh, I don't even know how much storage I have on my current PS4. Yeah. Like, I did not realize I need to buy an entire fucking crazy hard drive. To PS2 play Red game. Dead comes on two discs. What? Yeah. Holy shit. One of them's just labeled data disc and one's play disc. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. We're finally back to the era of multiple discs for games. Yeah. So here's where it gets weird. I think the last Red Dead was also two discs. Was it? I don't know. Yeah, but that was PS2, right? No, that was PS3. What the fuck? What the fuck? Wow. Okay. That's... I don't even know what to say. (laughs) I'm glad I have a terabyte in my PS4. Yeah, I don't know how much the PS4 you sold me has. I think it's like 500 gigs. Okay. Should be alright, but I know it's a normal plate disc. I don't have an SSD in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big-ass game. It is. Jeez. I'm just dumbfounded. That's fucking crazy. Yep. But then again, you know what? In a way, it kind of makes sense. Like, if I look at my install folder for WoW, it's probably up there. Yep. So that doesn't surprise me. Yep. Still though, I, I, does that also? I think in a way that kind of speaks volumes on how much shit there's going to be in this game. I am not going to comment on that. I, I don't know what type of optimization or compression or whatever Rockstar chose to do and not to do on this. I, I feel like every single um game from them since like four. Has had a mm-hmm. fucking huge ass install and download time, so mm-hmm. this doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but I don't know. Like th- this is this is ridiculous. Like if you have a data cap, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. Jeez, I feel bad for that now, especially people who if you're doing a digital download and you're gonna. Yeah. That's why they're letting you preload a fucking week. Before. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a certain part of my brain that's like, okay, so if you downloaded, like, half of it now and half of it in November, mm-hmm. you get the game. And fucking speaking of November, it has come out that a variety of independent game stores, meaning not GameStop, like your mom and pop video game store, might not get Red Dead Redemption 2 until November. Yes, that's only, like, Five days, but still. What? Is it just that the, the, there's so much demand for it that it's just not there? It's not really clear. It better not be one of those stupid artificial, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Artificial inflation? 
or, or creating creating demand? No, no, it's the it's, lack of supply. This seems to be more of a distribution thing. Like it's okay. Rockstar wants this game fucking out there, but it seems that like the demand for this game is enough that uh, it's yeah. Like the put the GameFly, the rental service won't be getting this game anytime soon either. That makes sense. They're usually pretty good about having them on time. Yeah, though? they typically have stuff new. Like you can pre-order like rentals through them that show up on like pre-order release day, or like a okay. day after kind of thing. Oh, okay. Like so, if you're expecting to walk into a game and a uh, game store and pick this up, you might not be able to do that. That's a little. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Well, and also kind of to jump back for a sec, like, this is a two-disc game. When's the last two-disc game you played? For me, it was Mass uh, Effect 3. Uh, multi-disc game? I don't know. It's been such a long time. Yeah, it's, like, Blu-ray fixed this for a long-ass time, so, like, a, a lot of stuff points to, like, distribution and kind of fulfillment for this has been hard. Like, you're, you're literally making twice the number of discs you had to previously. Yeah. You know, now that I think about it, the last multi-disc game I played was um, yeah. Final Fantasy VII or Chrono Cross. Yeah. I don't think I ever partook in any other multi-disc games, actually. Yeah. Yeah, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so if you ever pre-order through an independent game store, plan on getting it there, maybe kind of wait a couple days. And that sucks to say, but like, mm-hmm. they've been good to you, probably. Don't screw them over because of Red Dead Redemption lust. I don't know. I this is weird. Like this feels genuinely scummy and not like in a like oh video games are inherently scummy in a like man this is some business scummy. Someone fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Speaking of sales, though, um, I regret to inform you that Black Ops has uh, Black Ops Four has set the lowest sales. For a Call of Duty game, box version, since oh god, it's it's so long at this point. It's oh god, how how long ago? Since like call like since like Modern Warfare Two, I think. Again, that's the that's the lowest sales through retail to date. I am currently making fun of every single fucking clickbaity article written about this shit. It also set a buff fuck ton of sales records digitally. Well, of course. Yeah. People don't people aren't buying as much physical media. Uh, especially as for a multiplayer only game. Why would you buy an offline copy? Exactly. What is the point of having black ops and not having internet? Yeah. Especially when the whole thing about that is like mainly online play. Yeah. Fucking A. Yeah, I it's more I, I think I came across like every scummy YouTube channel, every bullshit like website I go to for stuff. Like I, I'm not sure who was doing it tongue in cheek and who was doing it for clickbaits. It was like, oh, lowest box sales ever, like tiny box, and you're like, oh fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Like clickbaity bullshit. Yeah. But the, then again, clickbaity bullshit doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. This game broke sales records alone on PS4. I'm assuming it's doing well on all platforms. I, I'm willing to bet it's doing real well on Blizzard's uh, Battle.net. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Activision got out there and said, yo, this game is selling real fucking good. Yeah. Speaking of things selling real fucking good, remember CitizenCon we talked about last week? 
Yes, I remember we we spoke on this this convention. Yes, remember how um Star Citizen has raised uh nearly two million dollars in total. Wait, they've raised two hundred million dollars. Yeah, because they're kind two? of two hundred million. Oh, jeez. Well, so as part of what happened last week, that whole CitizenCon thing. They raised roughly a hundred million dollars. No, sorry, one million dollars in five days off ship sales. That's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that's that's pretty fucking yeah. impressive. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I guess they're doing something right, but kudos yep. to them. Yep. Yeah, I mean, just kudos to you guys for pulling it off. I guess I don't, I don't know what it's else the greatest scam job ever. It is. It is pretty damn good. Uh, I'm scared about the fallout on what it like eventually when I'm not saying eventually. Let me let me re- rephrase this. When or if this turns sour and there's this big old fallout with this company, I wonder how it's going to affect just kind of game companies I, like this in general in the future. My favorite part of this is there's a black market for star citizenships. Wait, what? So because these are physical. Like, Physical is the wrong word because there's like a concept of owning these ships via pre-order. There's a fucking black market for people that bought the ships that are no longer available. Like, no, you you can't buy all of the ships all the time from the Star Citizen website. There's like a fairly select few. Like, so part of it, so part of the way it works is like certain color variants or certain models or just kind of stuff. Like, I think I technically have two ships you can't buy right now, and the chances of buying before the game actually comes out are pretty low? I don't know. I, it's There's a whole, like, black market resale market for Star Citizen ships. And it's, like, allegedly pretty big money. Mm-hmm. Especially because some of these ships cost, like, thousands of bucks in the first place. And, uh... Like so, there was a there was a color variant for one of the ships that got revealed at CitizenCon. It's already fucking all over the black market. Wow, <sighs> I, I I don't even. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So here's what I'm curious about: Is there black market technically legal or no? Not? It's completely separate from the game. So, it's an illegal market. No, it's will. technically legal. It's just called the black market because, like, this is where it gets kind of sad. So, like, um, I have the military version of the Freelancer. Okay. I don't... Th- that's not available year-round. Uh, I bought it during the Founders sale, and if for whatever reason you can't wait for an unreleased video game to do another sale on a ship that's a fake-ass ship because it's all digital and I can't, like, have the thing sitting on my desk at work or whatever, I could sell you that ship. And so long as no one else is selling a ship on that, my, the exact ship on there, it's possible I could ask, like, three, four times the amount of money for that ship, and someone might buy it depending on how badly they want that ship. So that ship, if you were to sell it at three or four times the value of what you paid for it, yeah, or what would that what would that translate to? I think I paid like a hundred bucks for the ship, so I okay. could walk away with like four or five hundred dollars. Okay, 
It's not some crazy, ridiculous, like, oh, this ship, well... There are other ships in Star Citizen that cost, from Robert Space Industries, the website, like 500 bucks. Okay, wow. That are then being turned around and sold for, like, 2,000 bucks. Here's my question. They're being listed at that. Are they selling for that? Yes. Oh, God. It, it's not the fastest moving market, but there's, yeah, I, 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 I think I have two or three ships that I bought at like a reduced cost because of sales and stuff that like, if I was to sell the three limited item ships I have, I could probably make about 2000 bucks. Oh, geez. I think I paid like $200 for them total. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> like it's a weird thing. Well, so and this is where it gets even weirder. So because it's not through Star Citizen or through the Robert Space Industries website or something, people are very frequently just ripping people off. Oh, really? There's a there's a, a an evil rip-off market here now? You're you're trading a digital asset like in ownership of a video game. In violation, technically, I think, of the user agreement for Star Citizen. Like, hmm. Robert Space Industries, or the SIG Games, or whatever you want to call them, Cloud Imperium, doesn't super approve of the black market, but they're also doing nothing to stop it. Okay. Huh. Yeah. It's a little fucked. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Huh. Yeah. Speaking of something less controversial, Days Gone, that biker zombie game for the PS4, has been delayed till April. In other news, no one seems to care about this really at all. <laughs> womp womp. I, there is zero hype around this game, and I love it. Like, to the point of maybe don't release this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not much more on that one. I... No one seems surprised by this delay either, which is the more bizarre part. Well, I think also like that genre is kind of, I don't know. I feel like the zombie-esque genre has stagnated a little bit. Yeah. So the big like push for a demand to release it has been kind of not there. Yeah. Is my theory. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. Eh. Yeah. It comes out April 26th now, so... Yeah, if you were feeling excited about this game, sorry about that. But to be fair, it was in February with games like Anthem that may or may not go over really fucking well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez, it comes out around the same time as Anthem? Yep. Yeah, fucking GG, you're done. Sorry, bro. Push it back again. No, no, now it doesn't anymore. It used to. Anthem oh. comes out in February. This was coming out in February as well. Okay. We're not saying Anthem's gonna be some type of wrecking ball, but it is positioned... To maybe be a wrecking ball. Yeah. Again, now for some less controversial news. Uh, in our ongoing coverage of our lead-up to Hitman 2, they have announced their first elusive target. For those who don't know what the fucking elusive target is, it was an in-game character that showed up for, I think it was like a day or a week or something. It was a short period of time, and they never showed up again, and you had one shot at killing them. And they were kind of these little fun, silly things like they, they were cool ass little missions they were a fun little challenge you could do and 
they were in some ways like the biggest test of your hitmanage. Uh-huh. Our and, first and so, for Hitman uh-huh. 2 is Mark Faber, an ex-MI5 agent nicknamed the Undying. Oh, so it's a challenge for sure. Yes. He is voiced and modeled, though, after Sean Bean. Oh, god damn. And they have an awesome ad campaign out there talking like, I think Sean Bean is entertainingly enter- aware of how often he dies and stuff. To the point where, like, he's trying to weave this narrative of Sean Bean is actually just Sean Bean in every movie he's been in, and he just faked all those deaths. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one continuous character, because this guy goes on about how he's like, everyone thought I was dead so many times over, but I'm not. <laughs> it's a cool trailer. Uh, it's I'm glad Elusive Targets are back. You have ten days to kill him, apparently. On eleven on November eleventh or sorry November twentieth, he goes live. Make him dead. That's pretty cool. Well, the thirteenth. I'm not sh- okay. The game comes out the thirteenth. He goes he goes live seven days after that, which is pretty fucking cool. Because elusive targets seem dumb until you go after one, and then it's fucking cool. Hmm. Huh. But well, yeah, I look forward to uh, killing Sean Bean at some point, yeah. but in my own special way. His neck will be broken. Uh, that is how you do it. It's how I roll. Yep. So, Sean Bean, prepare to have your neck broken. Yep. And I guess last but not least, before we transition to our main topic this week, uh, this is, I think, my favorite just moronic news of the week because it's so dumb, but also so of the times right now. We have to talk about Maple Story 2. Okay. Uh, Alex, can you explain what the hell Maple Story 2 is? So Maple Story 2 is this nice little 2D MMO. <clears throat> it's pretty easy to play, um, or as far as like kind of getting into. But yeah, it's 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 a nice little like Korean 2D MMO game. Yeah, it's um, it's in that kind of vein of Go Gaia or Maple Story One. I I'd probably yeah. make jokes about how they're like video game light, but yeah, but it's very like 2D esque. So, or actually the whole thing is like pixel 2D. Yeah. But it's, it's a pretty cool concept for like a, an art style. Cause again, not your standard MMO that has 3D and all that stuff. It's just literally a two, 2D pixel MMO. Yeah. I think this one's polygonish kind of, but mm-hmm. I think Maple Story 1's the pixel one. I don't know. I don't play either of them. I didn't bother going into these when I was doing my MMO safari. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Uh, so what's what's going on with them? What what, what brings them to the uh, the news front? So I, uh, unbeknownst to me, but as making sense, there is a kind of submittal service for fan created or kind of like crowdfunded, whatever you want to call it, submissions of things to add to the game, and you can sell them in game for some type of money. I I don't know a ton about Maple Story, so I can't talk that much. And unsurprising to me at this point, some people are putting in some real Nazi-ass shit. And I don't mean, like, Nazi-ass in, like, the MAGA cap, like, over-exaggerated. I mean, like, actual Nazi-ass shit. And it's this ESRB 10-plus MMO now forced to deal with this bullshit. And I find that just unbelievably entertaining. That's 
Oh, well, that's what happens when you give people some character freedom and there's a means yeah. of trolling on the internet. Yep. That's fucking hilarious. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, it, and apparently like, a bunch of stuff is getting around, a bunch of filters the game has built into place that like explicitly bans some of this shit, and it's getting through, and it's showing up faster than they can get rid of them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually especially funny to me and Alex because we both know someone who works for MapleStory. Yeah. And it's just, I think that's just, I, I almost want to check it to see how. Yeah. We should have reached out to him and see how the fuck he's dealing with this. I think he's a community manager or something, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> All this crazy shit, though. Like. Yeah, it's. Oh, internet. It's almost worth a Googling just because it's like, this is obviously a game for children and, and or to be like a chat room you can fight in. It's the fact that this is a thing. It's like, why would you bother uploading an Adolf Hitler shirt to this game? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? It's just great. Terrible, but great. Yep. Doesn't surprise me, though. Yeah. It's the internet. Well, there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. I feel like that phrase from Jeff Goldblum where he's like, life uh, finds a way. Yeah. That's how I feel about this shit happening on the internet. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, I can't disagree with you on that one. <laughs> I also just like, maybe I'm not being fair, but the idea of a MMO having a like submission store with not every item being reviewed by a physical person just seems like a choice. Like I get it. That's a lot of items potentially, but like, this is how that happens. You idiots. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Well, so for our main topic this week, we're going to kind of talk about this ongoing news story has been dominating the news cycle of video games for the last week or so. And it is all spawned by a, Kind of, what's the right word? I misinterpreted, or I think interpreted correctly, but maybe not as clearly stated as possible, interview from one of the writers of Rockstar who talked about kind of a 100-hour week at one point. Now, a 100-hour week either implies five days at 20 hours or still a shit ton of days spread out across multiple the other, other seven, and is mm-hmm. nuts. And we haven't talked about it a ton on this podcast, but some... So we talked about elsewhere, and I think that we've mentioned it once or twice. There has been an ongoing conversation about the concept of crunch in the video game industry. And for those unfamiliar with crunch means, it's long, kind of, in some cases, mandatory, in some cases, unpaid because your salary, overtime periods, especially towards the end of a project in some ways, that, quote, like, that get the game done. And it's a very common thing across the video game industry, and people use bad phrases from like it's how you turn coal into diamonds kind of bullshit all the time and some companies get out there and make big bold statements for being anti-crunch and rockstar games especially has a bit of a weird history i think it was the last red dead or grand theft auto four or five i know it's like that's the three whole games to go across kind of thing where mm-hmm. Some very in line with the 100 hour work week story started coming out of Rockstar. Like, I I believe we've mentioned on the podcast before how I someday want kind of a book of 
HR nightmares that were Rockstar Games because this is just kind of one of the uh, one of the many bizarre stories that comes out of that studio every once in a while. And this has become a whole thing. And in a rare kind of twist, Rockstar said our employees can talk about this. I believe there was initially kind of an NDA in place and that was lifted and a bunch of people came out saying like, yeah, I work the occasional like 45, 50 hour week every once in a while, but this 100 hour thing is not common. And then more things happened and it came out that a lot of the 100 hour stuff that people are more familiar with actually comes from the QA side of the video game industry, which is kind of where a lot of the crunch happens, I think, actually, because it's you have to get far enough in the process, it's towards the end, and you have to get through a lot of stuff very quickly, where it was very unclear if the overtime was mandatory or voluntary, and it was kind of weirdly worded and weirdly stated and a bit of a hot mess. So much so that like people got out there and publicly said, like, hey, we've revised our like policy handbook to make it clear that we're not forcing you to do this. Doesn't change the fact that some people feel obligated to do that, but yeah, here we are. With, yeah. in some ways, the most insane example from a very big game out there of Crunch. And the kind of insane time stuff that goes along with it. All right, so, you want to go first or second on this one, Alex? Because I can... I, I work in the entertainment let's industry. You, yeah. it's like, let's, let's have you go first here. Sure. But like, I'll be honest with you, just kind of going to this, like, I kind of am like, well, I'm going to probably end up agreeing with you. I know we, we briefly spoke on it, but like, I'm kind of leaning towards like, yeah, it, it's kind of agree with you on it. Like, that's just standard in that industry. Like, yeah. So I work in the entertainment industry and like, I've never worked in a hundred. Okay. I have once or twice, actually. Like, but it's only been once or twice. It's not been like an ongoing 100-hour week. Like, I've had months in the last year or so where I worked easily kind of 50, 60-hour weeks for an entire month, maybe two if I was unlucky. Like, it's... The entertainment Uh industry is weird in how it handles budgets and schedules and all that stuff. And, yes, it's very easy to see it as a managerial failure, and that's not completely unfair, but... Also, occasionally things just take a hell of a lot longer than you thought they were going to, or you have something you have to get done because reasons. Like, the worst in, like, recent memory time period of me going crazy hours in a first aid period of time, I think, was, like, it was, like, 55-hour weeks for about two, three months in a row because I was literally redoing someone, like, nine months of someone else's work in as fast a time as possible. Mm. And that's not a 100-hour week. It's nowhere near a 100-hour week. That's insane. But I, I I occasionally get the impression from the non-entertainment side of the world where, like, you hear stories of some of the weird-ass hours we pull. Like, I, I, I have a day every week right now where I have to not just be up at 6.30, but be in the office at 6.30 in the morning to take a meeting with an international client kind of thing. Like, it's... It's not great, and I can shift my hours accordingly, but this is not the first time this has happened to me, or the last time. Like For a chunk of time, I actually had a situation where I had to go home, I had two hours, and then I had to get on a phone call for two hours at night, and I got to charge that time. It was overtime every single time, for better or worse, but the entertainment industry is weird in hours. Like It's it's shitty, don't get me wrong. Like The 
Crunch exists beyond video games. It exists in what I do. It exists in film and TV and movies. All those areas have crunch, but it's it, like it's weird saying it because it's really shitty and I wish it never happened, but it just kind of seems to happen and it's not necessarily any one person's fault, if that makes any sense. Like it's the, mm-hmm. maybe you were supposed to be done with something. It's just taking longer. And when you said, hey, this will take me four weeks to do, you thought it took four weeks. And it's actually going to take closer to six and because you said it's going to take four weeks, you have to get it done in four weeks. Sucks to be you. If you're lucky, you get paid for that. But, like, I, I know I'm lucky enough to be some hourly, which means I get paid overtime. L.A. and the entertainment industry, when it comes to salaries and overtime, is kind of a shit show. On one hand, it's beneficial. On the other hand, like, you can lose a lot of money as a result of it, potentially. Uh, it's it's weird. So, Alex, you have a slightly more mainstream, feels like I'm calling it a not good job, but, like, less, a more... More traditional career path. So, yeah, I, I do work a standard office job, um, especially just to kind of throw it on there. I work a specialized office job that's unionized. So I'll throw that out there just to make sure that's there. So there are a lot of specific rules that we follow as far as like uh, work hours and things like that. We do have overtime. That is very much a thing. Yeah. But like I, I'm in I'm in the particular part right now where. I don't necessarily have to do the crazy crunch time that like Rockstar has to do yeah. for some of their stuff. Like we actually, I will say though, that those situations do come up. We actually, this past week, I didn't talk about it much, but we had a massive server failure this week. Uh, we were moving a bunch of stuff over from an old server or an old set of servers to a new ones. Cause we got new cooled servers and this whole setup and racks and everything. And there was something that was just went wrong. And the, the server, the sysadmin guys, all the the big wigs there, had been there all weekend, like trying to fix stuff. Like I remember hearing the story about one of the guys who literally was there for a good chunk of the day, went home, slept for four hours, and came back. Like it's, you know, it's it's a thing. And I mean, they get paid their overtime though for it because that's again one of the benefits of you know that uh we're salaried, but we do get paid for overtime stuff. Um. But yeah, like I, 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 my industry and what I work in doesn't call for having these crazy crunch hours, like for something like this compared to like Rockstar. Um, if there are emergencies, yes, of course, there's scenarios where that has to happen. Um, but yeah, no, like I'm kind of like, well, it's a private sector job; they get to dictate certain things the way they want, and I'm not surprised in the least that during working on this game that they were people were pulling 100 hour days i know people who work so many hours during the week just because it's it's just part of their job yeah and they get paid for it which is the nice thing about it i mean they get paid all those extra hours um so it's not like they're working their 40 hours and then they don't get paid for the additional 60 yeah and like I mean, am i yeah. am i wrong I'm no no you're not they, like in this work it's kind of weirder like it's the to kind of play a weird devil's advocate for a second, like there are a bunch of jobs out there that we don't think of as having crazy hours that ultimately do, that people have significantly less pity for because they're very high-paying jobs. Like, I, uh, one of my friends kind of works in the finance world, and he often pulled like a 50, 60 hour a week just kind of as a base level, and there's a whole set of topics you can have on that, but like, no one's feeling bad for him because he's a finance guy. 
Yeah. The finance guys are inherently evil when you put your kind of like when you get on the internet. <laughs> like there, there are comic book villains, if you will. Like it's it's weird because like lawyers are in a similar boat where depending on what their positions are, like corporate lawyers work a shit ton. Like there's a reason all the bizarre stories about them involve like just stupid long hours and like neglected families. It's not because they're necessarily bad people. They are the corporate lawyers, but like it's a job that's exceedingly demanding. But again, because it's not video games or entertainment or like this thing we have an idealized version of, we don't necessarily feel bad for them. I just wanted to bring that up from the kind of view of lots of jobs involve shit hours. And don't get me wrong, video games maybe should be a little bit better. The fact there's no video game unions in some ways seems weird to me. Especially when for decades, I think almost as long as I've been involved in video games as a player or even acknowledging like the fact they existed, there's always been stories about these weird ass stories. Like back when I was like before I went to college when I was considering going in like into the video game industry as who knows what. That's when kind of the EA clusterfuck was at its highest. I think that's when the EA like wife letter came out where it's like I haven't seen my husband in weeks kind of thing. And yeah, that's pretty fucked up. But it's also been a chunk of time since then and like to kind of reverse everything I just said. Is anyone surprised EA has shit tier had at least? I'm not. I can't comment on their current practices. Had completely shit tier labor practices. Mm-hmm. They have a rep for a reason. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I mean, I, I, like I said, I mean, I know maybe you were expecting me to go the angle. Of, I don't uh, know what I was expecting. I it's it. It's it's totally unfair that I think this, but I assume kind of as a default setting, everyone who does not work in the entertainment industry doesn't quite get the realities of what the industry are. Like it's in a weird way when you get into this industry, you intentionally sacrifice a little bit of normalcy to not work a normal job in some ways. Yeah, but, I mean, you do have some crazy good perks for some of these jobs, like. Like, some of these companies will do, like, unlimited PTO. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? Like, that's that's the thing. Um, I don't have that. But then again, I work a standard, you know, office gig, 40-hour work week. So, um, it... Honestly, like, the thing is, like, that it, some industries are going to be like that. Um, this has happens to be the case of, like, this. I, I knew friends who were engineers that worked for... Um, Elon Musk's company, I can't remember, the one that sends SpaceX. Yeah. Yeah, they have crazy work hours too and it's just, honestly, it's expected. Because other than just waking, you know, working those crazy hours, it's the prestige of working at a place like Rockstar or so and, or So, and that's the fallacy of it. Like, that's kind of, that. that's a one point I want to bring up is that, like, that is a trick people trick themselves into believing because it makes it more bearable. Like, it's the just because you're working someplace with a cool name or a cool product does not mean you should change how you respond to labor practices. Like, it's the... Just because you're working for Rockstar doesn't mean you should be okay with EA treatment, if that makes any sense. Like, it's the... You should be consistent across the board on where you draw the line. I'm not saying you shouldn't be and that, like... But at the same time, if you're building missile, if you're building a rocket, you're building a rocket, and the rocket has to go up at a certain point, which means... It's got to get done. Yeah. And again, like, yes, I, the idea of managerial failures are an absolutely real thing. They happen all the fucking time, and the people 
that are affected by them are rarely the manager. And when they happen, the manager is not so willing to kind of go like, oh, maybe we push this back a week or something. And the fact that we start talking about video games before they're even done maybe is something that needs to change. I saw a couple articles that were talking about how maybe you shouldn't be allowed to announce a video game or start throwing trailers or announce a release date until the game's like 90% done and you don't need to go, oh shit, this doesn't work. Like, because that's part of the problem we now run into where people say, okay, we have to hit this sale window. Game's got to be done by X. That's too soon. Tough, we announced. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of technically what, I don't know if you saw it this past week. Uh, we should have thrown it up on the, the notes, the news article stuff, but people, you know how last week I talked about how Blizzard happened to release the schedule yeah. for, the, for BlizzCon, and they had Diablo-related news right after the opening ceremonies, which is usually reserved for new game releases and things of that nature. Well, they just recently put out a post saying, hey, don't assume we're hyping something very crazy up right now. Uh, just letting you guys know now, like it's if we are working on Diablo Four, it's not anything we're ready to announce yet. This and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So a lot of people were pretty pissed off, obviously, but it makes sense. It's like they they had to come out and actually defuse that because then you know you start talking about it, and at that point somehow they're they're liable for it because you know it is. Yeah. So, but yeah, I kind I can see that. Yeah, and I guess kind of it's it's worth mentioning as part of this. Like, we're not advocating for work stupid hours for nothing or anything. Like, if both me and Alex get paid overtime at the end of the day, like it's the if you're being expected to do extra time and there's no compensation, that's absolutely fucked up and that's a real oh, no, problem. Yeah. But if there absolutely is some, agree. and like I, I've worked places that I was salary but didn't get overtime, but I then got that time returned to me as kind of like okay, so. For every time you worked overtime, you got like an extra that amount of time in vacation. Not a perfect system, but like it's something at least. And in some situations, that was, hey, I'm taking this entire week off. Well, I got shit done of comp time to burn. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, I'm down with comp time too. Yeah. You know, my old place used to do comp time where I'd work overtime. And so for every hour of comp time, I, or for every hour of overtime I worked that I comped, I got, um, what do you call it? One point five. Yeah, it's at standard overtime yeah. rates. Yeah, standard one point five. So if I worked, you know, ten hours of overtime on a Friday, I got fifteen hours I could use for whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, and like for the record, to rewind pretty heavily now back to Rockstar for an example, a lot of people got out there and talked about how they have overtime and stuff. Like it's. It's a very complicated story that's very easy to latch on to one angle of. Because on paper, it's simple. A hundred hour work weeks are fucked and should not happen. Dig a little deeper in that interview. It was this guy goes like, yeah, just to get this thing done at the end, we pull a couple of hundred hour work weeks. It's the like uh, allegedly like if you made this, if you print out the script on 11 on eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper for Red Dead Redemption, it's like four feet tall or something. Like, that's ridiculous to think about, but, like, it's the the idea that the writing staff and, like, the narrative staff has to have, like, a, a okay, we have to spend just a shit ton of time getting this all hammered down. A hundred hours seems ridiculous, but also it's like, okay, yeah, like, the idea of you guys going, okay, we have all this shit written, have to bring it all together now, and we need, like, a solid month to do that in, and we gotta pull some crazy hours, that doesn't sound insane to me or that abnormal for what I've experienced in my industry. 
fuck, mm-hmm. I have a coworker right now who's been working, I think it's like 12 hours a day, six days a week for months, and it's because he's on install. And it's the, you have to get this installed, and yes, it'd be great to work a 40-hour week, but you just wouldn't get shit done. They get kind of like one thing installed a day because everything takes 12 hours. It's fucking long-ass, grueling work. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting paid accordingly for it, but at the same time, like on paper, you look at it and go, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. They keep losing laborers for it, and they keep replacing them, but that's the gig they're advertising. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I agree. I mean, if they weren't getting any compensation, then yeah, that's a fucking problem. But yeah, and the story has gone from a very cut and dry thing. I think a bunch of people jumped the gun on gut reactions to it. Like, uh, on one hand, we're lucky; we get an entire week sometimes to let stuff unfold during. Like, we don't have to have any real knee jerk reactions all that frequently. And I, I think if you were to go back even like to Friday versus Monday, the general reaction was. Okay, this is actually more complicated than just 100-hour work weeks are bad. This UK company should really clarify their overtime policy and their work and their labor policies. That's the fucked up part. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I will say also though, like I think once the once the like NDA was lifted, yeah, a lot of the people who worked at Rockstar were like, yeah, no, we were fine though. I mean, we knew what we were getting into, kind of thing. Like they were okay with it. Yeah. So it's not like they were being like chained down to the offices yeah beaten if they didn't work on rockstar 2 on time or red dead 2 on time like they a lot of them a lot of the employees were like yeah some of us had it but i mean we liked working there so yeah it's and then you can make the whole stockholm syndrome claim and stuff like that which i also think is an unfair one occasionally like it's there's a company in my industry that's notorious for perpetually being on overtime and it's a known quantity, and as a result, I've just spent a lot of time trying to not work for them ever. It's weird. Stories get around for a reason, I typically find. But yeah, like uh, obviously, we're not going to solve the video game industry crunch here on the podcast, but it's definitely something worth talking we're, about. We're, we're, we're not solving it? I, I, I don't think I'm equipped to solve it, Alex, do you? We're not saving the world today? What the fuck? No. Man, I'm not saving labor practices then? today. Ugh. Whatever. We got emails, though. We could do those. Oh, okay. I feel better now. Let's do that. Yeah. I, I don't have much more to say on this. Do you? No, not really. Yeah. No. I, I think we hit all the angles we needed to hit, so to speak. Yeah. I, I, to kind of do a quick summary and correct me if I'm wrong on this. Like, it, it's easy to get outraged over kind of a blanket statement, like 100 hour work weeks. And. Is that a great thing to say kind of offhandedly? No, it's a fucking shitty thing to say. But at the same time, like, as long as you're getting compensated for it, as long as it's not, like, compulsory, it's it's a lot more nuanced than just that. Like, it's very easy to talk about how X and Y and Z is bad without really fully knowing the full story. And there's definitely more of a story here than we're going into in full detail. Like, TechCrunch is a real problem. But in like it's But it's also important to remember, like, there is the nature of the beast in some ways to encounter to, to consider for some things. Like it's the no one films a movie on a forty-hour-a-week schedule. It's a whole disjointed thing, and it is that way because it kind of has to be. I'm not saying video games need to have a hundred-hour work week, but occasionally you have to get shit done, and like 
one 100-hour work week, I'm sure, looks bad on paper. And like, as long as we're getting paid overtime or compensated in some way, will cost the company a shit ton of money. But maybe don't throw a hissy fit over the fact that like you don't know the full side of the story and this one side set of numbers looks bad. I don't know. Like it's this has been such a weird one because it like went one way, then another, then another, and then another, and now it's like okay, this one part of Rockstar has some problems, but also we have a bunch of like actual direct employees of Rockstar going, it's not that bad here. What the fuck are people talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, shit's weird. Don't work for free. Yeah, <laughs> that's always been my rule. Good at something, never do it for free. Basically. But moving on from that, Alex, if you wanted to get in contact with us, how would you do that? Well, it's really super simple. You would go ahead and uh, fire up a new email, and in the address, you would put wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that address again? Uh, that address again is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spell as it sounds down in the show notes. Like it is every week, etcetera, etcetera. Yeah. Our first email comes in from Alan in, I'm guessing, Michigan? I think that's what MI mm. stands for. Dear Alex and not Charlie, what the fuck is wrong with you, Alex? You work in IT. I don't care if you create some type of miniature internet for your neighbor to access that was completely separate from the internet you access. You still should not have given your neighbors your Wi-Fi password. Neighbors, neighbor Wi-Fi is for stealing when you desperate when, when you're desperate slash they do not bother to secure it properly. If this was all some kind of elaborate revenge scam aimed at your downstairs neighbor, I would totally understand. But it seems that like Charlie, but this that seems like more of a Charlie thing to do. Out of curiosity, what happened when you inevitably realized how stupid the idea was and turned off your neighbor's access? I just turned it off. Yeah, and she hadn't said anything since. P.S. Don't buy Charlie's Desert Bridges. Buy my Kansas Bridges. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I've gotten a lot of mileage out of telling people that you work in IT and did that. Everyone's reaction is, what the fuck is wrong with him? I was trying to be a good neighbor. Uh, you. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. It was more of a peace offering, like, hey... Yeah, maybe we make noise, but here's Wi-Fi. Shut You've up. signaled that you're weak now. No. Yes. I still do other things that are okay. No. Like, we basically stop giving a shit anytime she like feels the need to want to complain about something. We just kind of walk away. Like, I, honestly, have you tried calling the cops on her yet? No. It hasn't reached that level yet. We're going through the management here first. No, like, that's the power move. Like the reality is the management company doesn't want either of you to get too annoyed or do anything cuz then you stop paying rent like fucking call like to a certain if she's making enough of a racket and being enough of a nuisance, call the cops on her. That sends a strong message. I think the only time I'll actually call the cops is if she's actually physically endangering us here or literally becoming super harassive like to the point where it's getting really kind of creepy like sure but uh, right now i don't think it warrants it to be honest with you sure like like if she just bangs on the wall every once in a while whatever i'll just let the property manager know if she's standing outside our door banging losing her shit i'm calling the fucking cop fair enough shit what the property manager says at that point fair enough no fuck that yeah I, i i guess there's also a big difference between like a formal 
police noise complaint and a your managerial boards or managerial companies noise complaint things because one of those is kind of used as legal evidence. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, as someone who's called the cops on my upstairs neighbor a couple times, like I'd be very inclined to do that if I were you because this is definitely harassment. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I'm at that level of like, hey, I'm calling the cops because you're fucking batshit crazy. Fair. I get it. Next email. Uh, sorry, before we do that, thanks for writing in, Alan. Hey, Wicked Awesome cast. Uh, sorry, this one comes in from Carlos in New Mexico, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I'm really bad at state abbreviations or country abbreviations, so I apologize if I get this wrong. I don't know an, another NM. That sounds like New Mexico. Yeah. Hey, Wicked Awesome cast. After hearing Charlie say that Red Dead Redemption holds up better than it should have, I bought the game to satisfy my Red Dead craving for the next few weeks. Well, I think Charlie was being a little generous in saying the game is still fine. He was dead on in, on his suggestion that it sh- that this feels like a pre-GTA 4 Red Dead game that it is. The game is far from a perfect modern co- in the modern context, but I am but I have been surprised by how much fun I'm having with the game despite the fact that enemy facial models look like they were either strung uh, stung to it by an army of bees or wearing some kind of Halloween mask. This is very true. I didn't mention that. Are there any games you two can think of that despite not having ages not having aged super well are still fun games that maybe aren't worth playing all the way through, but still have a, are still with a few dollars to check out. Mm, honestly, I think this one though, I think you'll want to play through eventually, it's just because it's like enjoyable and there's sure. actually a remake coming out real soon. But I would say Castlevania: Symphony of the Night hasn't exactly aged super well. Oh, I'd say that still... one's aged really well, but really, that, that that game is still very popular. Well, I mean, I know it's popular for the speedrunners. It's that very stuff, popular like... among people. Oh. Okay, I figured, because, I mean, with some of the equipment, like, it, it is, it does run a lot slower than most games now. And when nah, there's too much that, shit on the screen, it slows down. That game is still one of the, like, pinnacles of that style of game. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that game is still very well regarded. Um, uh, there's an obvious one looking like that. Okay, so from the PS3, Three era, I think. Like, I don't know, like Jack Two and Jack Three, like the Jack and Daxter series, the Sly Cooper series, and the Ratchet and Clank games to a certain extent. Like, they're all pretty good games at the end of the day. I just don't think maybe all of them have aged all that well. Like, Ratchet and Clank has probably aged the best out of those three franchises and is still around. But like, I don't know, like Jack Two always has a special place in my heart. Like. There are some bad parts of that game, but also, like, that game was really cool for what it was at the time. Perfect Dark, like the original Perfect Dark, maybe as well, because it's better Goldeneye. You know, I would even say Goldeneye would be on this list. Yeah, I... I, I it hasn't I, aged that well. It's a fun game, but honestly... It's, it's, it's aged, aged really well. badly, yeah. I, yeah. I just say Perfect Dark, I think it's the better game overall, but... I think I'm missing a super obvious one I talk about a bunch. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Majora's I, Mask or something that got re-released recently, so I don't know if that counts. Uh, if you're really enjoying Monster Hunter um World right now, going back and checking out some of the older Monster, or even like Monster Hunter Double Cross, the Generations thing that just came out, that's almost worth it actually because it'll give you a context of just how much of a step forward Monster Hunter World is. 
And there's some cool stuff in the old Monster Hunter games that's not in World yet. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I feel like I'm missing a really fucking obvious one. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know what to tell you. <laughs> kind of Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare 2, maybe? Modern Warfare 2 actually aged pretty well. I don't know. Like, I, I personally, I think it's it's still really fucking solid. Which one? Modern Warfare 2. Oh, yeah, I... I still, I, th- I still think that or the Modern Warfare 1 is the best Call of Duty game made, but that Russian level for 1 is still like one of the best shooter levels I've ever played, but that's a separate topic. That's from Part 2. That's in 1. Is it? The Russian airport one? Where yeah, because like, no, you... No... no, no Russian is in 2. The um, Chernobyl one is in 1. Oh. Like where you're at the Ferris wheel and shit. That's in Modern Warfare 1 or Call of Duty Modern Warfare, whatever it's mm. called. Yeah, I... I feel like I'm missing a bunch of really obvious ones I think that, like, have held up, like, there are lots of games that, like, haven't held up well that are worth checking out, like, I think Mario 64 is kind of one of them, because that's, like, the first major 3D platformer, it kind of sets the stage for some stuff, like, maybe the old Mortal Kombat games and the old Street Fighter games belong on this list, because I don't think they've, like, they've aged really well, but also at the same time, I'd much rather play a modern iteration of those games, an old school version of those games, but mm-hmm. that's just me. I don't know. Oh, the Burnout games. Like, oh, Burnout okay. Paradise is still the best racing game ever made. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can see that. Like, and they re-released it recently, and I, I haven't checked it out yet. The re-release... Did I check it out? I can't remember. I Did I? I don't know. I played a lot of Burnout. I, it's weird. I remember looking at that thing. I don't remember if I ever want to pick that up. I'd have to check. I... I went back to Burnout in the last, like, year or so and thought, like, it, that game was still fucking amazing. Mm. Yeah. I know I've heard good things about the kind of HD up rate thing, so it's probably fine. I can't remember. It's Burnout. That game was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for writing in, Carlos. Last but not least, this comes in from Anonymous. Hey, Wicked Awesome Cast. Last week, you two talked about how PSN messages were being used to disable systems. And first off, thank you for mentioning how to fix that issue since. Uh, uh, sorry, just. Sorry, I'm totally butchering this email. I'm so. I, I have, based on this username, it's got to be a guy. And first off, thank you for mentioning that the fix issue. Mentioning that to fix the issue, you just need to delete the message. Yes, I am one of those people that who had their PS4 disabled via message. Well, it seems like you both emerged unscathed. I am. I was wondering if any, if anything along those lines has ever happened to you. Red Ring of Death, stolen login account, anything else along those lines satisfies my curiosity. Um, I know someone tried hacking my PSN account on numerous occasions. Mm-hmm. That was annoying, but no. Uh, when I got my when I got my World of Warcraft set back up a couple like way, what like six months ago now. There was a character on a server I did not recognize and had no memory of ever making, so I wonder if someone got into that, but I couldn't actually find the character. It was in, like, the app or something. So who oh, knows? Really? Yeah, I I don't know. Um, I actually have a console that, in theory, could suffer from a red ring of death, and it never has, so that was... Fingers crossed on that shit. Because getting 360s now is hard. <laughs> um... I was part of that PSN user group that lost um, the PlayStation Network for like six months. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm also part of like, the... 
it's not like I guess we was asking for, but I was also for a long time, there was a PlayStation Store glitch that, depending on your account, you'd lose the ability to pay with credit cards, so then you had to pay with PayPal, and then it spread to PayPal, and they fixed it eventually, but there was like a solid month I couldn't buy anything from the PSN store with anything but a gift card, or the um, PSN cards. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty gnarly bug. Yeah. <laughs> Anything on your end, Alex? Um, other than somebody trying to break into an old credit card that I don't use at all. Um, oh, well, I do have this one story. This was a long time ago, but I mm-hmm. should have known better. Um, so I used to be a part of a group, and we used to grind out Diablo pretty hardcore. Okay. And uh, so I had a, a Javazon in Diablo 2. And basically, Javazons are great for farming and power leveling and doing cow level runs, pretty much. And, uh, yeah, my, uh, I had my, my friends, and we all played together, and so we all shared accounts. Um, and one time, I realized I logged in, and I think just because my Javazon was doing really well, some asshole in my group took the fucking shield I had. How'd they do that? They logged into my character and took my shield oh, and traded it. To got it. Because none of the gear back in Diablo 2 was buying on equip. Huh. So. But yeah, I realized it later on those assholes took my shield and they got a good laugh out of it. Wait, did know you know the people you were hacked. playing with this knew your account information? Yeah. Okay, no, sorry. No, they all. We, thought you got we, hacked, we were, hacked. We're, my bad. No, we're, we're high school friends. We all gotcha. went to school together and all that. But yeah, other than that, I don't really have like any other crazy story, luckily. Um,. I did mention the credit card one, which is interesting because I get the notifications way fucking night. Hmm. But yeah, someone tried to buy like four thousand bucks worth of guns with my credit card once. That was a fun one. Oh, actually, if, are we talking still like credit card stuff? Because I guess we fun. are now. Yeah. Um. So this is actually related to extra life. Um. So do you remember when we did the big big show at uh? It was for a game day. It was. <laughs> were you around when uh Sam, not Sam, I can't remember his name. All of a sudden, yeah, no, when Sam was president. No, that was the year before I joined. I think. Okay, so there was one year we set up a whole big, huge production style event at a um yeah, at an arcade. It was Ultimate Guiding Ultimate Ultimate. Fighting Game Center, I can't remember what it's called. It was somewhere in, in Panorama City. Sure. Um, so we had set up the lights because we had a dude who volunteered to bring all his lights and set up. We had another dude who Yeah, this is the year before I joined. Yep. Yeah, this is I guess this is the year before you joined there. Yeah. So we went through this whole thing of elaborate show. And the night before we get everything set up and ready to go, and it's almost like two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we need to get home and knock the fuck out because we have to be back here at six. Mm-hmm. So we're like, look, it's going to take most of us at least 30 minutes to 45 minutes to get home from this place and then have to drive back. We're not going to sleep that long. You guys all want to just chip in and get a, you know, a room around here for a while. So like four or five of us decide to go sleep in a Motel 6 nearby. Um... And so I was like, we went there, and it was just kind of funny that five dudes show up. It was like, hey, we need a room for a couple hours together. And they're like, uh-huh, okay. Kind of that, like, mm, I don't know if you guys are going to do something weird or, like, whatever. Um, 
though. Pay for the room, get out. It was just like a late night yeah. check-in or whatever. Uh, a couple weeks later, a bunch of weird shit started getting purchased on my card. The same card that I didn't normally use, but happened to get used at Motel 6. And it was like obscene things. Like, I was buying things somewhere in Florida and the, nice. the East Coast. And so I called them, like, there's a bunch of fake purchases on my card. And, like, how do you know they're fake? I'm like, look at my previous purchases. All fast food. I didn't just up in one day want to go buy Chanel shit. Yeah. Like, I don't buy Chanel. I don't look, like, I'm, I'm a 20-year-old fat guy. I have no business buying. You need those juicy couture pants, man. Yeah, I don't need any of that shit. And they're like, that's a valid point. We'll go ahead and get all this restored up for you. And so, luckily, since this is a credit card, I didn't have to fight with them to get everything fixed. They're just like, no, yeah, okay. And yeah. they cleared it all up. Part of the reason I do enjoy using my credit card over debit card, but yeah. So, there was that situation, yeah. and I know it was, it was that fucking Motel 6, because I hadn't gone anywhere out of the Norton area to buy anything, and it was just that spot that was the new <laughs> spot. So, I know the asshole who fucking did it, too. Yeah. Fuck, bitch. Anyway. Went back there and beat his ass. Nah, I was a lady. I know she did it. Went back there and beat her ass. Probably, yeah. I'm just gonna go there and fart in the office and leave. That's, I guess, a version of beating ass, I guess? Okay. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, that's yeah. pretty much the... Yeah. Mm. Sweet, sweet revenge. Yeah. But yeah, that was the year before you, you came to actual life. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I got the impression that was a special year, too. There was a. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was great. We had like, what's her name? Uh, Ashley Burke, I think, was you guys were talking. Ashley about? Burke. Yeah. She came by. She was really fucking cool. Um, super nice and like it was a good time. Don't get me wrong at all. Yeah. It was just the production value was way over the top, and yeah. trying to set up the night before was a fucking mess. Yeah. So, and it only took about three more tries before I realized I'm tired of lugging my fucking equipment everywhere to stream shit. Yeah. For the, those stuff. So I'm like, I don't bring my equipment anymore. Yeah. I'm tired. Have someone else do it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That, that's it for that scenario. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I got nothing cool like that. Or I've been lucky for the most part. Yeah. You know better than to give your neighbor Wi-Fi. I do. <laughs> I love that people are mad about that. I really do. Well, I should have known better. Yeah. Yeah. This is me being too nice. Yeah. This is me being way too fucking nice. Yeah. You don't have a cold heart. It's to protect your heart from the world, Alex. It's out to get you. Pretty much. I guess kind of that's obviously not. Thank you for writing again, but we're all kind of on this topic. Like, what's been the biggest? Like, it's so man. Your housing situation has dramatically changed. You've moved states, et cetera, et cetera. Like, what's been the biggest? Like surprise out of all that what's the like thing that you wish someone had warned you about that obviously we could never warn you about because like you're fully out there on your own with like no family around or anything like that like what's the biggest like weirdness of that for you Mm. and don't just say no mexican food in portland I, i i get it i think it's casually running into my mom and dad and saying hi fair yeah like it didn't it, it i mean i went to go see him not too long ago when i was in la for a funeral but yeah. like there's something about just being able to like swing by and mom and pop are there yeah and i think the most difficult thing is like realizing that i 
not going to be there for the birth of my niece. Sure. Probably. Just because, like, it's it's hard to get time off and I got to fly down there. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's what it is. The ease of, like, being able to do that. Granted, I used to stay home most of the time, but having the option there yeah. was kind of like, oh, yeah, I can always do that, but never, yeah, just never really took advantage of it. And yeah. So, I think maybe that's what it is. Sure. Yeah. But I will say I do fucking love uh, the fact that I, <laughs> I can get around places pretty quick. Like, there, there are a lot of really pros out here that I really, really enjoy. So it's not like I'm just, like, sad here. Yeah. I, I'm genuinely okay and happy that I moved. Yeah, that's good. One would hope the change has not been like, oh, God, what have I done? No, and it, it absolutely has not. Every once in a while, actually, Mandy and I talk about it. And we say, well, how do you, how do you think it's been? And I'm like, you know what? It's, I, I don't regret it at all. I love where I work. Uh, you know, I love the area. Granted, the neighbor shit downstairs yeah. is kind of petty, but that's fine. I would sure. say that's that's where I'm at with that one. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, thank you all who wrote in. You got anything else you want to pimp before we get out of here, Alex? It's time to close out the show. Um, no, I don't have anything other than like obviously the extra life uh things starting to come together soon. So I think I'll be doing some stuff with the Portland Guild. Um, here and there, I may actually be pushing it off just because I would actually want to watch the BlizzCon stuff. Sure. So, um. Yeah, I don't think I'll be doing anything special right now, but I will yeah. be doing some extra life stuff later on. So, uh, yeah, stay stay tuned for that one. We got some pretty cool stuff for the Portland Guild uh, going. I think we have a... Did I tell you we have a guy who's like the Batman cosplayer that lives up here in this area? He's got like a fucking decked out Corvette. No, you had not mentioned that. that. Yes. So there's there's this dude, he's like the Batman guy. He's actually really cool. The uh, Batman guy. Yeah, I just call him the Batman guy, but he's really, really cool, and he's part of the Extra Life Portland Guild. So, like, as part of the whole thing, when we do, like, events and we go to, like, stores, and, like, right now is Retro retro Gaming Expo here in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you actually going to that? Down- uh, no. Uh. no I, I, yeah, I didn't get a chance to go out there this week, but, like, there's some pretty cool like stuff that he does. He like goes around different hospitals and just shows up as Batman to kind of cheer kids up That's and all cute. that. Yeah, and like the dude, like he goes to like GameStop because we have our events at GameStop, and he's decked out in fucking full Batman attire, <laughs> and he's got his quote unquote Batmobile. Like this dude, he goes in, and his Batman costume is like pretty good looking. It's not that like really shitty. Like, uh, yeah, you're Batman, I guess. No, he 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 puts a lot of care into. Huh. He's a pretty cool, pretty cool dude. Um, he's not Batman. He's, he's Batman. Yeah, yeah. He's not. I don't. He's not the one that wears hockey pads. He, like yeah. he's 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 the Batman. Um, cool. He actually, we got some stuff going on, so we'll be streaming on game day from the from a Microsoft store nearby. So keep an eye out for that. I'll be posting stuff, some stuff on cool. like Twitter and all that. So we've got a couple different. We got a lot of a lot of a lot of hands and different stews, if you will. That's going pretty nice. I actually look forward to seeing what we can accomplish with the Portland Guild here uh, in the upcoming year. So, yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned for my stuff as far as Extra Life goes as well. Yeah. I may try and get something set up so I can stream Red Dev. It won't be up to our normal streaming quality, but 
may try and do something for that because I'm excited for that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> my shelving has been ordered. I will set up the studio in hopefully the next like 40 days. Mm-hmm. And then, no, then things can happen. <laughs> then things can happen. Yes. I gotta buy a second TV, another wall mount, and shit. It'll be a time. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Got anything else you want to talk about? Um, other than like, hey, just kind of check me out on social medias and uh, my Twitch, Mixer, YouTube Gaming. Expect to see some announcement stuff soon, especially with the Portland stuff up pretty soon. So I'll be tweeting that stuff out. So if you want to check out what some of the people in the Northwest are doing for extra life, keep an eye out for that. Mm. All right, then. Give the medal. Yeah.